WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan. This is the Friday Night Groove with your host, Roosevelt Belton Jr., also known as RBJ. Right now, you listen to track off in the distance. Curcio, the Atlanta-based artist, producer, DJ, and label owner, known as Brett Eclectic. Tonight, I'll be speaking with Brett, one-on-one, as we discuss the release of his latest album, Further. That interview will be coming up soon, but for now, we're going to get into a quick mix of some of his features and productions. So, keep your dials locked in, sit back, relax, and as always, let's groove.
88.3 WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan. You are tuned into the Friday Night Groove. And right now, my guest for the evening is Atlanta-based singer, songwriter, producer, DJ, and label owner known as Brett Eclectic. So, sit back and relax as we discuss the release of Brett's latest album, Further, among many other things. So, Brett, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks so much for having me. Glad to be here. You're very welcome. Um, so, just first question, um, are we speaking from the Funkatorium right now? Yes, we are. Yeah, we are <laughs> in Funkatorium. <laughs> yes, the Funkatorium too, actually. I recently moved, so yeah, now I'm in a new space, you know, so it's it's really cool. Been getting it together in here, man, and it's coming together lovely, so yeah, yeah. The vibes are providing for sure. Prefer, yeah. for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so, man, just starting off, when you Google Brett Eclectic, um, along with music, you see titles like artist, producer, musician, singer, songwriter, label owner. Um, so just taking it back, before you earn like any of these titles, um, just what first got you interested in making music? Um, I come from a musical family, man, so I was born into it. Uh, my dad played guitar. Mom played, you know, sang in the choir in church for a short amount of time, but uh, mainly uh, my my uh, grandparents were connected heavily to jazz, you know, so from them and then from the, you know, younger generation under them being heavily into funk and being born in the 70s, you know, was kind of that exposure to it, you know, going from house to house with different record collections, man, and getting exposed and to so much good stuff. Plus, I grew up on the East Coast and West Coast, so it was just a nice, you know, mixture of, of sounds that, you know, got me into music as my mom and family would say I was into playing with the records more than my toys, you know, mm. so initially. <laughs> so it was just, I guess it, you know, chose me, so to speak, kind of cliche to say, but that real thing, man. Um, um, but first I really pursued, uh, you know, I've always wanted to do music and also I do I act as well. So that was something I was into early on. Uh, I ended up getting into stuff through school and everything and just, a, you know, the type of family I was around and just made me want to do my own thing. It took a while to get into that, but I, I kind of stepped into the game through the uh, music retail side and also as a hip hop dancer. So that was like my, my OG beginners, but you know, the funk was always a part of me. Music just was always a part of that. But that that actually just led to uh, more self-discovery. You know, I always knew I wanted to make my own music, but through, you know, me doing the hip hop thing, I got exposed to studios and the MPC and things of that nature, which got me into, you know, creating my own sound eventually. So um, with, along with that, and plus, you know, the whole DJ thing, that came from being the kid who always brought records to the school dances you know what i'm saying like that was just my thing every time i had you know because i knew the good stuff in my opinion you know and luckily everybody else thought it was cool so that was that was all right you know so that um led segued into the dj thing you know where i eventually did go professional in uh 99 uh, here in atlanta Just for you know, people who want to know, um, out of producing, singing, recording, 
running a label and DJing, um, what do you find like just most challenging as an artist? Uh, most challenging is being the artist. Uh, you know, <laughs> I would say that much. Um, you know, producing for other people, you know, that's not a thing. I love doing it. I've collaborated with people for years. Uh, initially, when I did start making my own music, I wasn't like pursuing being an artist. I was just doing the producer thing. But the artists I would work, I would work with, I would occasionally, you know, sing a little hook just as an example of what it could be. And I was like, well, when you get this part, who do you want, you know, to do it? And they're like, well, you. <laughs> okay, you know, that kind of got forced into it, so to speak. But it was, you know, I, I went gladly, you know, saying I, I went, went in with an open heart and I was glad to do it, especially with artists who do things kind of like in their own way. You know, you're a little different, a little bit to the left of what the mainstream is doing at the time. That's the thing that got me interested in getting my own label going because I saw there were a lot of artists who weren't getting any type of representation or any type of notice per se. I mean, it's not like I have the biggest following or anything, but I always want to shed light on people who I feel like should shine. You know what I mean? So that's just always been a thing. I've always been into putting people on to new music, you know, and, and new artists that I think they should get into because of the vibes they give me. I want to, you know, other people to feel. So, you know, that's what came through the DJing and which now also, you know, transcends over into my radio show as well. Yeah. Um, and I do want to step back a little bit. You mentioned growing up, um, you know, West Coast, East Coast, now Atlanta. Um, you know, when it comes to your taste in music and how um, you approach music in general, um, how do you feel that not necessarily growing up in like a bubble kind of influence not only your taste but who you are as an artist yeah um i would say having all of that uh i would say uh cross-pollination of sound and music and the type of people that i was around you know in those er you know the, during those time periods you know I'm a, I'm a grown cat so a lot of my upbringing musically was 70s and 80s so a lot of times where these things were brand new you know i was you know witnessing it you know I started working in music retail when I was 16. So I was, you know, very early on with the record store thing. You know, I made sure I got, you know, a job at Tower, you know, and that was when I was in LA. I eventually would work there here, you know. So uh, I would say, you know, all of that, you know, being from, you know, being able to live in, in different areas. Um, and, you know, and you could obviously, you know, East Coast, what they were into was a little different than what West Coast was into. but because my family on the West Coast was from the East Coast, you know, I was still getting exposure to all that even there. You know, I always like to read the liner notes on records, look at the labels and stuff like that. But when I got into Prince, it really propelled me more into digging deeper and not only into like, well, who's working on this, but then, well, who are they into? Oh, he likes Miles Davis, let me listen to Miles. Oh my God, whoa, you know, it's like, it's a whole new world, man. Like every time, you know, so, each artist to me is like a rabbit hole, man. Like once I get into them, I want to know who they were into, what influenced their sound. And that usually comes back to me in some way. That's why a lot of times in my music, you'll get various elements, like even of time periods in my stuff, but I'm not necessarily trying to recreate what was already here. I'm just taking from what was and, you know, bringing my own sound. Plus I'm not a, a um, Traditionally trained musician, I'm self-taught. You know, I did do um, performing arts high school and things of that nature, but man, I didn't like 
you know, I know I grasped it in some way, but if you put a chart in front of me, I'm like, yeah, you read that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, so it was really cool, of, of course, to like discover that a lot of my musical heroes, they didn't either, but that's the thing that led them to being their own person, to having their own sound, eventually, you know, just making them, you know, stand out from everyone else, you know, made them the person that people wanted to, you know, imitate, so to speak, or, you know, you know, that would inspire them. So. It was initially when I got into doing my own thing, of course, you know, I was, it was at a time where I was like, OK, just trying to discover stuff. I would try to replicate, you know, some of these things. But what I learned early on is I can't. And it's because I'm not supposed to. You dig? I'm supposed to have my own sound, do it my own way. And if it reminds you of something, that's cool. But, you know, I want, you know, when, when I'm doing things, I want them to stand as something new and, and original definitely bring you somewhere you've been but take you somewhere you have And then we talk about, you know, your development as, you know, a soul artist and Brett Eclectic. Um, when did that sort of project start for you where, you're, you know, this is who I am? Because there's a lot of layers to, you know, yourself as an artist. So when do you feel like that that kind of that started for you? Uh, right over, I would say that would have probably been in the early 2000s when I was um, working with um, Buddy Liesel, um, who's a member of the Brody Champs, that was as his own following in his own right, dope artist MC, you know, um, and then also um, this um, artist named Nakia. Um, we were working, um, I was working on their projects at the same time. And like I said, from them wanting me to be a part of their projects, you know, it made me start looking into, okay, well, you know, what could I do on my own? Then it was also this another rapper named T Black I was working with. And I had a production person, partner initially, but T Black only wanted what I was doing. You know, he was in there, and, and early on, what I was doing was like really like, you know, remedial in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, and I initially, like back when I was in junior high school, I did try to form bands and things of that nature, man. After I saw Purple Rain, I just swore I was Prince and the Idol Maker at the same time. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna put this group together, that group together, I'll write for everybody, you know? And I tried and some of it did, you know, come together for a minute, but you know, teenagers, man, you know, we, some of us just get into things because our friends are into it, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, when I can, wanted to continue to do that, you know, not everybody was down, so whatever, man, I just kept it going. You know, that's one thing I will continue to do, you know, is always move forward, you know? So, yeah, so with, um, you know, with that, uh, it, it, you know, uh, led me into just, you know, experimenting with what I was doing. Even when I first um, did my first solo project, so to speak, I did it under an alias. I, I did it as Struck. And that's stuff that you'll see. And quite a few of the things that you'll find on Snare Records are alias, you know, projects of mine. Because these are just what I feel like things I didn't feel like that, you know, fit the bread and vibe, you know, but this is all through years of trying different you know things with myself you know i experimented on myself a lot as i you know in this, in this i really did you know even when i did the struck thing I, I approached that more of a producer thing like okay struck's the artist i'm the producer 
what would I want him to do on these particular tracks that I really want to get out there. And that's what led to the first EP from that, uh, Upstart. And, you know, I started, you know, building things from there, but um, I eventually just felt like, you know, I wanted something that, you know, really represented more so me, um, people who knew me as a DJ here. I had had, you know, residencies here, like, for years, you know, so, I, I kind of want to cross those over, you know, in a way. And then plus, Struck was more experimental, so to speak, initially than Bread Eclectic was, right? Whatever, man. It's like <laughs> all of that, man. But I did eventually, you know, just figure it all out. Um, I'm, of course, you know, as you continue to create, you still, still are. But I feel like I'm definitely more in the stride of knowing who I am, knowing what I'm going for when I, I sit down and make something. And, you know, it's not as much as a, as a challenge per se, but I do challenge myself because I don't like to, like, say, use the same sound every time I make a joint. You know, I want a different slap on this song than I had on the last one. You know, you, you know what I mean? Because I like to, I was spoiled by the people that, you know, were making music when I was younger. You know, Prince was never the same. Michael Jackson always changed, you know. And, and they set that precedent for a lot of people and they followed it. You know, and said it wasn't really until, you know, recent years that it started becoming this like, you know, let's just do it verbatim. You know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? But back then, if you, you know, bit style, whether hip hop or not, you was, you know, you were a biter and that wasn't respected. You know, nowadays it's like, that's cool. <laughs> you know, and no hate on the one who does that, man. To each his own. I just, I love the creative, you know, existence. And I mean, on, you know, in every facet from artwork, to the music, to theater, art, all of that. It's so much more than people give the credit for. We take it so much for, you know, um, advantage of it. You know, we take it for granted, you know, but it's not an easy thing to do. And it's a very um, strong and spiritual and, and incredible thing to be able to like do and appreciate. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, of course there's people, you know, you hear music, but are you really listening? You know, are you really feeling it? You know, and those people like us who do, you know, man, it, you know, we get it. You know, we understand that it's not, just not something to throw out there and just make a buck off of, you know. When I'm putting music out, I want it to be something I know people are going to go back to and still be able to feel, still be able to discover something different when they hear it years from now. Like the people I dug, like Stevie, you know what I'm saying? And, and Jesse, you know, Johnson and people like that, man. That that's you know for me you know everybody's got their own path man but i've always dug artists who do that and most of the artists i've worked with they're on that type of head anyway so it's it's, it's been really cool getting to collaborate with a lot of people that i have because you know that's that's another thing because you know they get where you're coming from and that way you know that there's actually that community you know it's there and it still exists not everybody's you know worried about how many you know grammys they can get and yeah we all want that we could front and act all day like we don't want the glory, but what are you doing it for? You know, and I don't mean like, you know, that's what that's the end all be all. You do want people to hear you. know, when I hear artists be like, you know, I don't care if nobody likes it, then why are you playing it for us? Now play that for us if you didn't really feel that way. You know, and I had, I've had to check myself on stuff like that. Like, bro, come on, be real. You want people to dig your music. I mean, you know, other than that, you would just make it at home and listen to it yourself, you know, and, and, and that's it, so. You know, I'm thankful to be able to do so and that people actually get where I'm from, you know, where I'm coming from with it, because initially that was just not a thing. You know, oh, your music is too different. It's, you know, it's weird. It's uh, ahead of its time, so to speak. And, you know, and it kind of trips me out with that sometimes because some of the stuff I put out there, man, y'all would trip on how long I've been holding on to it. 
but you know once again it's brand new you know to you know the people who hear it you know what i'm saying if you've never heard it it's new so i don't you know i try not to you know always tell those things but a lot of the stuff y'all hearing now i've been doing a long time ago i'm just letting it out now because i feel like it's the time you know especially like with further i've sat on this thing for years man like if you if anybody knows like a few the singles that were coming off of this project man i started releasing joints off of this in like 2016. you know what i'm saying <laughs> and i did go and add some more stuff to you know obviously some fresh to it you know a little bit after that but you know, I held on to it for a long time because it was a, it was a very special project to me. Not that none of my other projects weren't, but I wanted to drop it at a point where I felt like people were getting where I was coming from. And I'm start, starting to see that and feel that. So I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and, and, and put that out there. You know, it's, you know, it's been a great response and I'm, you know, really happy for that, man, because it was definitely a very important project to me. You know, when I did it, I was like, you know, just on a mission to, make it something like I hadn't done. Eighty eight point three WXOU Auburn Hills, Michigan. This is the Friday Night Groove. You just heard part one of my interview with Brett Eclectic. We'll be getting to part two after a quick commercial break. But for now, enjoy a track off his latest album titled Way Cool. Galaxies 
WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan. This is the Friday Night Groove. And we're about to get into part two of our interview with Brett Eclectic. You'll be hearing the interview soon, but for now, we're going to sample his track, Higher Vibes. Peace. Thank you and enjoy. That's right. 
Um, and I want to talk about, you know, we're getting into further. Um, so you talk about bringing some of those songs back. You had um, Grammy nominated engineer Kel Dada actually revamp some of these songs. Um, so just outside of him being Grammy nominated, well, obviously a good choice for your sound. Uh, well, he reached out to me, um, which was really cool. He reached out, you know, we started following each other on Twitter and he just reached out to me and he was like, you know, you know, hey man, you know, thanks for the follow type of thing. And then I looked at who he worked with and I was like, whoa, man, like he's worked on so many projects. I own Dame Funk, Mad Lib, you know, like a lot of the Stone Throw stuff he was involved with, you know, the early stuff. And I was like, okay, dope. And then, you know, I saw the Beyonce thing and it was for the album of hers that I actually, you know, like some joints from. So I was like, okay, word. <laughs> so I was like, yo, this guy, he's, he's got it. And then when I reached, to him, I reached out to him about the project, he was like, you know, a short man sent him, I would love to work with you. So I, you know, I sent it to him. And at that, at that same point, I was working on a project with um, Callie Boog, who's out of Tel Aviv. Um, we had connected in New York and recorded a project as Osmosis. That album, man, I can't wait to unleash that joint because it's just like, I mean, he did all the music, man. Shout out to my man, Cali Bug. He I laced it lovely. Uh, we got together over three days, man, and we recorded a 15 song album, man. And it's it's just solid work. I, I You know, I dig it. If I could, I'd place, um, you know, I could, of course, but you know, we're doing this. But yeah, man, it's, um, you know, so I'm looking at um, later this year, hopefully to finally get that out to the people. So. Um, I ended up sending both of those projects to Kel because, you know, I knew his, you know, his, his touch was, you know, on point. And um, I knew the people that he's worked with before he, he would get where I was coming from, you know. So that was another thing that was a, a nice, um, I guess would say, like, step in my, you know, evolution as a, you know, a producer, engineer and all of that. Because when I was asking him, I was like, you know, how does it sound to you, man? Because I mixed the whole thing myself. And he was like, it sounds excellent. And I'm like, word? But I mean, the cat was really like supportive of it, you know, the, both projects and everything. So, you know, I'm just glad that I was able to connect with somebody like that. And I would definitely work with him again in the future for sure. Cause he was really on point with everything he, he did with the project. Let me show you something. Let me show you. Let me show you. back into or kind of we forward um to we talk about further um and some of the things you talk about when we were speaking earlier about how you know how hard it can be to be an independent artist and not only that but kind of kind of go your own way um and when i listen to further you know i've seen things of you know transcendence awareness and you know just perseverance um so when it comes to, you know, not only your beliefs, um, not only your career, but the larger kind of theology of funk music itself, um, why do these themes kind of resonate with you as an artist? Oh, man, um, because these, I guess, are the things that as a as a as a human being that I'm searching for in my own life. You know what I'm saying? I'm, um, I know as a person who's 
went through like some, you know, very rough things in life at, you know, at a certain point, but also some very incredible, cool things. I know that, you know what I mean? Life is definitely a journey with its ups and downs, but I know when you're shown that there's more light out there, you know what I'm saying? That you could, you know, ascend to and then, you know, why not show more people that, you know what I'm saying? Like for me, you know, listening to artists who had that spiritual vibe in their music, Lonnie Liston Smith, you know, Prince, Sun Ra, Marvin, uh, you know, Stevie, of course, millions of, you know what I'm saying? Like Bob, you know, Lenny. Um, I, I saw how, you know, and plus I grew up, you know, in a very, you know, in a spiritual environment. You know, I was, you know, raised in church to a degree. I mean, I got to a point where I just wanted to do that myself. You know, once I became an adult that, you know, the religious thing kind of, you know, I wasn't really feeling religion so much as I was spirituality, accepting people, you know, who as they are in this world and, you know, letting them know that, you know, it is cool to be yourself. You know what I'm saying? One thing as a, as you know, an individual know you'll get, you know, love for being you, but you'll get slack for being you because, you know, there's people who don't get like, why you want to be different? You know, it's like, I don't know. It's not a trying thing, you know, and I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? But what you, you'll tend to find out is that when you, you know, you put those vibes out there and you're around people, you're not as different as you think you are, so to speak. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of people and there's a lot of different ways you can relate to folks. So um, I just decide with, you know, with a lot of my music, since that's, those are things that I've always, you know, wanted um, to keep close in my life, which is, you know, peace and happiness. And, you know, we have uh, so much madness that we face in this this world in itself. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, and, you know, of course, that should should be talked about because it's real and it's there. But, you know, I just want people to know that there's, you know, other things there as well. There's nothing wrong with, you know, fantasizing about being somewhere that's actually cool. That's without all this BS. You know what I'm saying? That that's without all the, the, the all of this madness that we're constantly, you know, beat down with, man, like on a daily basis, you know? So when people put my joints on, I just, you know, want them to be able to get away for a minute. You know, it's like, you know, putting on a movie, like you going, you know, somewhere else for at least that hour, however that long that project is, you getting to get, the, you know, get away for that time. You know what I mean? And knowing that you have that galaxy, so to speak, to return to whenever you need to. That's what music does for me, you know, saying movies as well. So, you know, I, once again, that's just, I'm just putting out there what I, what made me feel um, good and made me feel attracted to even pursuing this in the, you know, the way that I did, you know, and then have. Um, an avid fan and um, you know just a human being I can test that this album and your music pretty much did that for me so you got one convert thank you thank oh man I appreciate that thank you so much man seriously that means a lot truly does um 
You're welcome. And something I did also want to touch on is that, you know, you talk about perseverance going forward, you know, spirituality, but there is a, a moment on this album on the track, uh, Tired of Waiting, where you do kind of break away for a more kind of moody and kind of melancholy theme. Um, so considering, you know, the rest of the album, what do you make of the way that this track in particular speaks to some of the doubts that people can have when they're staying true to their path as just a person and as an artist? Wow. Um, thanks, man. Um, yeah, with, with something like that, that definitely, when I wrote that, I literally was at that point. Um, you know what I'm saying? I have a family. So, uh, you know, so I just remember that, you know, and going through that. And I was just like, you know, every, you know, it's, it's okay to go through the heavy shit, excuse me. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, unfortunately, you know, you do learn from it. You know, I mean, fortunately, rather, you do learn from it. Unfortunately, it can be really rough going through that. But what I saw is that even with the few people who was getting where I was coming from, they were like, you know, you gotta, you, you have to believe in it yourself, but you gotta keep going if that's really what you want. You know what I'm saying? So when I made that, that, that track it just pulled that out man like i wasn't even going for making anything like that it was just the sounds i came across at the time um you know and i, I was putting them together man and i got came across that that organ vibe and i was just like yo and it, it, it you know and it just reminded me of my struggles and it just reminded me that even with the struggles you can still get to where you're going you know just as long as you don't stop as much as you're over it as much as you, you know, tired of dealing with it, you know what I'm saying? Cause that's, you know, that comes with a lot. It comes with you know, jobs, relationships, whatever, whatever. But if it means something to you, you're gonna keep pushing. If it really is in you, if it's really something you want, it's not something you, you know, you're, you think you want, it's something you know you want, it's something you know you can't help. And I literally had gone through so many uh, points in, in my life where I was just like, man, I don't even want to worry about making music, man. I'm just going to focus on doing this DJ thing, you know, and, and whatever with that, you know, it's it's not going to, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, because it wasn't turning over what I felt at the time is what I needed, you know, but, but that time actually gave me the time to really figure out who I was, where I wanted to go with this, and, you know, what I wanted to actually put out there. So that, yeah, that, that joint's a heavy one, um, you know, for me, because I also know um, I had a lot of family members who didn't, um, who pursued the music thing and other goals, but didn't like even get to like live to even see a, like a, a, a piece of it. You understand what I'm saying? So even with this, there's always been a thing that I felt that I'm doing this for my ancestors um, as much as I'm doing it for me. I think it's necessary to kind of point out that with the next track, you know, as long as it takes, you you kind of come out that valley with, you know, a whole kind of different perspective. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. And seeing that's once again like when you allow yourself to go through it, when you don't give up, there's the other side. And it's like, yo, you know what? I just went through that. No matter, I know no matter what, I'm going to attain what I'm here for. Because if it wasn't here for me to do, I just know I wouldn't be doing it. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like the, the path I've been on, the, the things I've seen, the people I've connected with, the um, just, you know, just these certain things that have just occurred out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? That it's just like, yo, come on, man. That That's proof right there. Like, and if you, you know, if you don't want to see it, then, you know, you won't. But, you know, if you're, you know, trying to like, okay, you know, I just want to make sure this is where it's at. Now I don't question it. I don't question it. There's just no question that this is what I'm here to do, you know, a part of it, you know, because there's other things, of course, I, you know, would like to achieve and make happen as well. But the music thing, and especially in, in this vein of, of what I'm doing, man, I'm, you know, I know this is what I was meant to do. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? That I didn't give up. You know, people were like, yo, just, you know, keep doing your thing, you know, whatever, whatever, man. But it's like, yeah, it's easy to say, keep doing it when you're not the one that has to keep going through the rejection. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Keep going through, like, you know, the tired of waiting moments. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, when you get that, as long as it takes, it's like, yo, I'm telling y'all. Yo, nothing's gonna stop me from getting to where I want to get to. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted other people to have something that that made them feel that way too. So when they feel that, you know, they have those moments where, damn, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know, man. It seems like it's taking forever. You know, I'm like at the age I am, most people be like, oh man, you should have been gave up. Bro, I'm not. First of all, I ain't, you know, being a grown person, ain't, you know, has nothing these days, man. You know, nowadays, you know. You know that age thing—that's some some real archaic state of mind right there. But you know, um, you know, I just believe as long as you got light and energy in you to do what you know you feel like you want to do, man, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, cats can start modeling at 60. I've seen it. I, you know what I mean? Like, it's you know, it's a different it's a different phase in time right now. So all those old, you know. Uh, ways of thinking, man, that's out the door, you know, as long as, you know, people can actually look at that. Of course, there's, you know, going to be plenty of people who want to keep it where it used to be, and that's because, you know, that it worked with them, but that doesn't work for everybody, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's even why I named the project Further, man, because for me, it was like, you know, with doing the styles that I do or whatever, I just wanted to, you know, take them, you know, further than I've done them, you know, going with it, and um, you know, push the sound, you know, further than, you know, where it was, you know, just like when anybody, you know, when James Brown started doing, you know, making funk, you know, obviously it was, he was pulling from what he had heard before, you know, but he interpreted it in a whole other way, you know what I'm saying? So, and he took, you know, that style of music further than where it was, you know, the same thing with Parliament, Funkadelic, Rick, that being a student of all of that, that's what I, I I feel like I've you know taken on and I really you know it's one of those things you kind of can't um, help it because I get you know bored with sound and stuff like that. Got you, got you, um, Brett. Um, you know I think we found a beautiful place to kind of end this on. So uh, last question for tonight. You know you have an album that's called Further, but for a man who's always forward thinking, always has his mind on next thing. Um, how do you think you're going to remember this album when you look back? Almost as a, as a, as a turning point, because I mean, I you know, like I said, I've I've had you know you know support through these years, but the the support and the attention and and the love that this project has got 
um, has it's it's different. You know what I'm saying? It's it's definitely more, and it's made me feel more um, confident. And um, you know, I just feel like I made the right move by holding on to it like I did, and finally putting it out there when I did. It was the right time. It was the right thing to do. And it's a it's always going to be an album that that um, means a lot to me because I put a lot into it. You know, even you know what I mean. So. That's that's always gonna you know hold a special place you know amongst you know everything I've done. Brett, um, you know first and foremost, thank you for everything you've done, and so you know just ending this off. Um, number one, if people hear this and like you, how can they reach you? I am on all socials under Brett Eclectic, and on Bandcamp under Snare. That's S N E E R Records. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty eclectic on IG, Twitter, Facebook, uh, everywhere. That's what that's what you got me at. Perfect, perfect. All right, Brett. Um, you know, congratulations on a wonderful project, and you know, just everything you have planned going forward. Thank you, and look forward to doing this again. Same here, man. Thank you so much. Props to the show. Really dig it. Thank you. WXOU, Auburn Hills, Michigan. You just heard my interview with Brett Eclectic of Atlanta, Georgia. If you liked your heard tonight, you hear a recording of tonight's episode by visiting FridayNightGroove.com. Once again, that is FridayNightGroove.com. I want to thank Brett again for an excellent interview and look forward to speaking with him again in the future. So peace, thank you, and enjoy as we end the program with the title track off his album, Further.
Let's take it further